Hey guys, this is producer Dill. Are you feeling the chills of love? Are relationships giving you goosebumps this Halloween? We understand that stepping into a new relationship can be as thrilling as trick-or-treating on a spooky night. Just like hunting for treats, finding the right partner can be a mix of excitement and uncertainty. This Halloween, don't let the fear of relationships haunt you. Join us at Single Too Shoddy, where we turn the trickiness of love into a treat-filled journey. Happy Halloween and happy haunting for your perfect match. Hello and welcome to Love Marriage, a single to Shadi podcast where I, Radha Patel, matchmaker and relationship expert, will take you on a journey through the real love stories of successful South Asians from diverse backgrounds. In a world where we often focus on finding the one, I believe it's essential to understand how having a loving partner can add value to every aspect of our lives, whether it's health, business, career, or family. Get ready to listen and watch as I ask my guests about their delightful meet cutes and explore how their lives have grown and transformed after committing to a partner. Thank you all for being here today. I'm joined with my guest, Jay Patel, aka DJ Magic, who is an entertainer and entrepreneur of DJ Brace Entertainment fame and his amazing wife, loan and mortgage professional, Molly Patel. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Of course. Were you anything? <laughs> this is awesome. Well, let's jump into it. Tell us your meet cute. What's your love story? Oh, wow. <laughs> it started off. <laughs> it started off at Metronome in New York. I got picked up. Picked up? So I was approached by, or I was asked, if I was going to dance with a particular person. But 10 minutes before that, I was also at the bar asking why she was taking vodka shots by herself <laughs> and decided to buy her a couple too and take shots with her. But yeah, it was one of those things that you just don't expect. You're walking through the dance floor. It's New York City. It's a vibe. December, holiday times. I'm there with my friend. It's his, be- it's his birthday. It's bottle service on us. Apparently, <laughs> at least that's what we thought. We got to buy one, get one, two, or get two free bottle service that night. So I was walking around with the bottle throughout the dance floor, just pouring glasses out. And I see this one person that's just having a good time, vibing out. Turns out it's the same person that I was having shots with about 15 minutes before. And she comes up to me like, and this is the unexpected part, right? It's like, you're going up and trying to go have the conversation as a guy. But she's like, hey, like, what are you doing? It's like, are you going to dance or are you just going to be walking around giving out shots and stuff? Are you a waiter? Like, that's kind of where it was like, oh, no, I'm going to dance. I'm here to dance. Well, not really, but that's kind of what it seems. Yeah. It was a reverse. (laughs) I got the Una reverse card put on me at that time. But yeah, it's like that. That's where it started off. We're dancing and I'm talking to Tina over here and She's from Trinidad, so I figured I'd be Raj from Guyana. My dad's There's a story behind me, okay? There's there's a lot more to go on <laughs> behind that. Like everyone has their identities. Remember this, guys. If you're in New York City, there is an identity of that person. You eventually find out that it's not the real one once you start to get to know the person. But I disagree. There was a connection at the end of the day. Like we we figured that hey, this is something that's like I got like someone's like admin's number. 
at the time at some insurance company that I decided to call two days later and ended up talking to the person that I actually met. And, and then for 16 years. Yes, and now we've been married right. for 16 years. <laughs> it's a wonder. <laughs> so, you know, in what ways has your life changed since you guys decided to commit to one another? You know, can you describe the positive impact that love or being married has had on your personal growth or overall well-being? We tend to push each other. It's like we, we know which buttons to press and we find like, this is the one, this is, there's a time. I mean, there's a time to press each one of them. There's not one that's off limits or anything. You just got to figure out what time it is. And that's when you synchronize, right? Like, Hey, there's a time where you got to get her fired up and get her into like, Hey, this is not the type of job you want to be in, or this is not what you want to do. Let's move on to the next thing. And the same, the other way around is like, Hey, you don't seem happy when you're doing this or you're not like fulfilled, right? Like there's things about jobs that also make you whole at home. So she'll come back and like, oh, you don't look happy about this. Like, let, let's find something else or let's move on to something else. Or you got to find something like it's that motivation. And then you start thinking like at that point, a lot of people just become complacent. But if you got a partner that's willing to push you or put that fire under your behind or whatever is allowed on this podcast at this point. It's like you you need to have like someone that's going to put that fire behind you, right? Like you you just need to. If you're not driving each other, then no one else will. And that, that's the thing that you got to come to understanding with, right? And I have to agree. I'm second that for sure. But I'm more than time like I might push him harder, but I don't push myself harder. And the thing is that he sees that and he understands that completely. Here I am giving advice. Go for this. Go for that. Whatever. And then advice for somebody. He's like, no. He's like, I'm okay. I'm comfortable. He's like, no. It's like. You're so much better. Like you can do this. You've been doing this. You're like, and then the thing is like the conversation becomes real when her manager comes back and says like, Hey, you've been training all these people. You've been doing all this. It's time for a promotion. It was like, I told you that you should have gone for something higher already because you're already there, right? Like it's just coming to reality of those terms of you're acting at a level above where you should be. And you need to start pushing for it and asking for it and demanding it. I guess my thing is I'm more of a, and to enjoy the comfort zone, right? I enjoy like, okay, if I'm comfortable here and I can manage everything else going around me, I'm comfortable. And his thing is, if I can do one thing, two things, five things, why not? And we do have a disagreement there, but then I also see his point, you know, he's pushing me towards that. And I do try to strive there, but I'm just comfortable. Well, you know, a lot of times people think that just finding the one, finding your person is the key to happiness, but Knowing what you guys have with each other, having this loving partnership, how has that added value to all aspects of your life, health, business, family? I guess it's more of just understanding our ups and downs, what we're going through, you know? Um, so it's like a lot of times people, like, they don't realize they have the one in front of them because it's that cold that you have to mine into a diamond. So it's like it, that's, that's what the relationship puts into it. You got to bring that fire in. You got to burn it, put that pressure in. And you, that's how you get a diamond. Like a coal can become a diamond, right? Like that's what it is. And it's like, you got to work your way. That's what marriage is about. Like once you get together, that's how you're shaping it all, bringing it out, what it is, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish in life. What is it that you had set for yourself, right? Like things that you expect out of yourself, not just what other people expect out of you. So you need to have that like understanding and that rhythm that meets and that gets in pace. Like, okay, this is the person that's going to sustain these things while I'm doing these other things might not be like a hundred percent there. So that's where we kind of balance out. It's just that understanding. I don't think it's always about the one it's about 
understanding like how you can make someone the one. Are they possible of becoming the one? Balance is key. You mentioned it, Jay. You know, maintaining a healthy work-life balance is crucial in today's fast-paced world. How have you and Bali navigated the challenge of maintaining life, work, side hustles? And what strategies or tips would you give our listeners? Technology. <laughs> like, and communication. So make use of the technology. At like, and I, I'm, I mean, I'm a weekend warrior. I work through the, I have a nine to five job. I'm a weekend warrior. I do not have a convenience store. I don't own a 7-Eleven like all the typical Indian families or a hotel motel and all that stuff. I'm a DJ, which is like out of the norm of any Indian family is like, oh, you married a DJ. Like that's not the conversation anyone wants to have nowadays, but we've turned it into a business. It is something that everyone does, right? Like it became a reality as soon as like some of the Bollywood movies and stuff came to fame. But like with that, the first couple of months was hard because I was working solo. There's a point where I knew what my schedule was going to be like. Then I joined into a bigger company and that changed how like reality was going to be. So we use Google Calendar and sharing that calendar with the family, letting her know which days I'm really busy or I'm not available or whatever. Like it made it easier for her to schedule other things. And it's like, okay, you're not booked on this weekend. Make sure you hold it off so that you're not doing anything and we can do something together. And like uh, in between those, like I'll have time in, like I'll have Sundays or I'll have Fridays or Thursdays where I know I'm available. I will make that time like, Hey, I'm not going to be booked for this thing. Can you figure out something that you want to go out and do on your own? Cause I know you've been working as a single parent the other weekends that I'm not available. Right? Like it's, it's a reality. Managing two yeah. kids on the weekends is not easy. And like, I've dealt with it just during Monday to Friday, just getting the, the, the regular part is not easy for me. So I can understand how many things she has to go through on a weekend when I'm not around. But in the end, also, like, you know, it's about also appreciating it. What he's doing is not to be away from us. He's doing it for the family. And it's all about just understanding. And, yeah, sometimes I do get upset. Sometimes it does bother me. But then I also have to stop and think, like, who is he doing this for? For us, right? So it's, it's about, you know, just a compromise. So the time that he's available, and if he wants to rest, he rests. If he wants to go, well, majority of time I'm on about when he's available. So I try to plan it accordingly where he can also hang out with his friends, get some alone time, not just work, work, work. So in the end, like like you said, it's just all about coordinating, communicating, and planning it out. And, and the great way of planning it out is his whole calendar. I can see his uh, events, plans, where it's happening, his flights, where he's going, this weapon plan it. Okay, if he's coming in late, I have to figure it out to make sure that he can get some rest. Or, you know, like he's coming in early, he might want to go and just that we're gonna go have brunch, like as soon as he lands. Like it's a reality, it's happening. And, you know, and that's that's what it is. So we work it out and he understands it. You know, he's gonna say, Oh well, oh no, I've been working all weekend, I don't wanna go. No, he understands no, it's like, like, I, the thing is like I've been working all weekend, I've been dying to be like spending time with you guys. Let me find that way to do it. Like if this was another event, I would have been doing it anyway. But this is something that this is a time that I get back from doing the events. So let me put that time in and like make that effort. Like a person just needs eight out of eight hours of sleep at the end of the day. I'll find it at some point. Right. <laughs> so it's like it's a it's a give and take. It's all about that. Like, and I, I think that that's where it all works out. That's that balance that you're talking about. So like you need to have some way of being connected. And uh, this might have been sponsored by Google at this point. But Google Calendar has really made it happen because you can share calendars. And everyone knows what's going on, where you're at, when you're coming back. 
and just throughout your day, like, I'm not getting those constant phone calls. What you doing? It's like, I'm at an event. Like, I might be in the middle of introducing the, the bride and groom. She's not calling me to see what it is that I'm doing. She knows that I'm there, right? Like, that, that just gives it that little peace of mind in between as well. Trust feels like yeah. support at that point. And it's also, I wanted to say just that. I mean, we don't want to sound because sound is all nice and dandy. It's also sacrifice too, right? Like, I'm sure there's times he doesn't want to go to a game. You know, he wants to be home. But he, he's doing it because he knows, like, why not? Why not bring this extra money so we can do the extra things? Just the same thing with me. You know, it might upset me the fact that he has events back to back. But it's about like understanding that he's doing this because that next fourth week we might be free and be able to do, you know, what we do or just stay home and nothing. But it's, it's a, just about like, understanding. And- yeah, it's like I'll be a little selfish at that point. Like I get it. Like it's yes. Like I, why not that extra income? But to me, it's like, hey, we also have this couple that's just endeavored onto their new life and they're going on to their next thing. And I'm a critical part of making it all like kind of mesh together. I might have to be the one that makes it all happen. But without me, it's like one event going 75% and everything else kind of falling through. Like if I can be there and make it happen, because I've seen like my our own wedding, like there's things that have gone wrong. There was no like concepts of planners and DJs and all these things before, right? Like those are the things that make or break your event. It might not be how your life goes on after that, but that's the one thing that everyone comes back and talks about, right? They're not worried about what your rest of your life is going on with what's the hustle and bustle and stuff. But they're like, oh, the food at your wedding sucked is like the only thing they'll come back and talk. Or the DJ didn't announce this or he played the wrong song. Like these are things that happen. They're a reality. And that's what some people go back with. It's it's hard to deal with at some point. So it's like I don't want to be the one that breaks someone's main event because I was like, I, I've, I've known we've sacrificed. That goes back to the sacrifices and stuff that we make. It's like, hey, these are things that we have to give up. We don't get holidays, right? These are the times that are busiest for us, too. So it's another thing. It's like we plan around the holidays. Let's do something the weekend before, the weekend after, if we can. What I hear is passion, right? I hear that you're very passionate about what we do. Bala, you're very passionate about letting him explore his passion as well, because you know what that's, how that's important for him. Jay, you were telling us earlier that this is uh, something you know is fleeting. That you know that you're, this is something that you can only do for a short while. Yeah. And that's why it's so natural for you. It's been short lived. And the thing is, like, she's the one that pushed me to get into working with Riz. She's the one that had more conversations about why I should join his team than I, like, she knew that I would never do it. My team, actually, like, my company was Simply Events. It started off with the two initials of my daughter's names. It was Shreya and Isha. And that's why we kept it that way. I was never about having a business where I'm going to go work for someone else. But then, like, Riz just came around, and he has that personality. He had that, he had that understanding, too. He's like, this is not something we're going to do long-term, but for the short term that we both have in it, let's do the things that we're really good at and really enjoy doing, or else it's not worth it for either one of us. And that's where it kind of started to balance out, and we started making and taking things to that next level. And she's the one that came back and told me, he's like, hey, I think you should be the one that needs to go and tell Riz that you, sh- you want to go work with him. And that's not something that she's ever seen me do ever. And it's like, that's where the conversation started. And then it was like, hey, look, and that conversation went back right there at that point. It's like, I can only do this for maybe another 15 years before, like, no one's going to want to hire their dada at their wedding, right? I mean, I like, like, that was his passion. And I knew that when we were dating, music was his, his, his thing. And he joined my cousin with this, you know, two, four of them in this group. He was very, working very, very hard. And the thing is, when we moved to Dallas, Riz was, I guess he heard about him or saw him somewhere and realized his talent. And he was very hesitant because he felt like, I'm 
I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm not that busy. But once I get into this big, because you know, he does have a big event, you know, planning event, uh, big company. So it's like for him to be involved in that, it's going to take away a lot of time. But I felt like, okay, well, like you said, how long am I going to keep doing this? 10 years, 20 years? This is where our test comes in. I'm going to stick through it or not stick through it. Let you live your passion, your dream. Just do it. You know, you like it. And it goes vice versa. Coming back to those typical families that have like the convenience stores and stuff, right? Like the husbands are working morning till night on the weekends, weekdays. It doesn't matter. They're, they have their schedule. It's set. Like they're going to go in at 10 o'clock, get back at 12 at night. So like this is nothing different for me. I'm doing the same hours. But I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Yes, I'm also getting paid to be there. I'm getting to eat the food and be treated differently. But this is, I can't take that back with me and say like, hey, this is my business and this is my wedding. These are my couples. It's something that we experience and it's an experience that we provide for those individuals at that time. So the business aspect of it, like not everyone gets to see the same way as a convenience store because it's something that gets passed on. This is something that you're going to end up taking with yourself or if you're kin and everyone else wants to follow along, they're more than welcome. We take them on. And I've brought on like her family, like her brother has moved out here, or her sister-in-law. They've like, I've got them involved in certain aspects of it, right? Like it's a matter of keeping it a family business. Like if we can, for as long as we can, we will have them do that if they want to take it on. But it's not made for everybody to be in this hospitality industry, whether it's hotels, motels, it's not like something that's cut out as a convenience store, right? Like you sell the product, they walk out, the customer doesn't care. Hospitality, they're coming in, they're expecting an experience. If they don't get it, and it's at their level, it's not what you're offering, it's what they expect. So it's like, if that changes, then you have to, like, you have to give in, like, okay, I'm so sorry. And that not everyone can do that. Like, they're not able to bow down, like, oh, the customer's always right, right? Like, that changes the, the, the perspective that you have. You mentioned too supporting Folly's bringing the family in. But, you know, Folly, you're very passionate about bringing your family and supporting them. And so I think I've seen you guys grow as a couple just through the few years I've known you. How Jay just without blinking an eye is like, "Yep, you're my family. We're bringing you into the fold and running with it." How does that make you feel to know that he treats your family the same as you? I mean, I feel very lucky. You know, like yeah, you know, there are a lot of couples out there. You know, but they are the differences. And we have our differences too. I'm not saying we don't. But the fact that he's treating them same way as he would as his, his cousin, his, you know, a friend, anyone. Just he the same way with my family. My brother is in front of my sister. is my his sister. Yeah, and he's always looking out after that. You know, even my parents, everybody. So he's always so uh, supportive in that sense. And I think that it's a hard, what should I say? It's a hard, uh, Point you can find in, in a spouse or in a partner, and I'm thankful for that because he's just he he not only does he think about himself or me or my family, he also thinks about anyone else that's in need. Period, and that personality is is like yeah, I think that's one of the things. Like five. I'm an only child. It's like I don't get brothers, I don't get sisters, I get cousins, I get families or people that that have been around me, spent time. Right? It's like I've had people that I've grown up with that I don't talk to, and I also have people that I just met, and I was like now they're like. We're in sync every time, every step of the way. So I don't like put that opportunity past anyone. I don't think, I don't see anyone as like a, like a certain type when I meet them. Like I let them build that character on me. So it's like, okay, these are people that I can trust. I know that they're willing to stand behind me. And they also give me the respect back. I don't ask for it. I don't demand it or anything. But when you see that, like, it's like, okay, I, I have to do something 
and I got to make sure that they're on their way to a better way of doing things and learn from my mistakes or things that I've experienced and stuff. Like that's the way I generally, like it's, it just makes it easier for you. Like if I had someone at my, at that age, like when you're going through college and stuff, giving me advice and also being able to be like, Hey, you can come out and have a drink with me at the same time. Like that would have changed my experience, right? Like you would change how you see life as it is. I think everyone had to sneak around. It's like, for me, it's like, oh no, you don't have to. It's okay if you have to like respect your parents. I like till this day, like this old, I cannot like grab a drink and have it in front of my parents because I feel like I would get my ass booked. <laughs> but I know that they know I drink. I just cannot like have that in front of them. And I want that, that little bit of fear or that respect or whatever they call it. It's that blind line, right? Like some people are fearing their parents or some people respect their parents. It's like if they have that respect in them, that grows, that's going to go a long way for them overall in life. It might like it might hurt them right now, but I think it's one of the things that's going to be big, like their biggest feature wherever they decide to go. It's going to carry on with them. It just personifies. There's a lot of uniqueness from our South Asian culture that has an impact on relationships and families. So, you know, many South Asians, we face cultural and societal expectations when it comes to relationships and marriage. How have you and your partner, how have you and Jay navigated these expectations while staying true to yourselves? I mean, our culture overall, I feel like, as my opinion, it's a little harsh, you know, even though we're in the 20s, like, it's, no matter what, there's going to be some sort of, I'm not going to say right words, there's always going to be some kind of conflicts, right? So main thing for us, for my culture, everything else is great. They understand, they try to, you know, speak it out. His parents are very good at, you know, telling us what their needs are and wants are. And then they at least deal to us to decide should we follow or not follow, right? But then there's also other end of it, the deep end of it, which is more in the sense of like tapujas or like, oh, this part is coming. Are you doing it? If you don't, it's like, oh my God. And certain things I don't understand why we should and why we shouldn't. But in the end, I'm thankful that they were also understanding enough to make my own decision. But we, my conflict was the main thing is the whole generation when you have kids, right? Like our culture is known to have, make sure you have a boy, make sure you have a girl. And at some point we did have, you know, we have that indifference. But in time, I guess it's all about educating yourself too, right? So with his support, him being like a male, yeah. and I have, we have two daughters. Him understanding and putting his points out, me being a woman, one of my points out in this day and age, uh, we got through it. You know, there was there was differences, but we got through it. And I just think it's, it's kind of hard. It's, it's tough. But in the end, it's all about talking it out, making them understand why we feel what we do and making them also understand they're not wrong in some sense, but they're also not right either. Right. And that not making them understand why they're not right. I had his support. And it, it wasn't so much about not right. It was just like, what's your reasoning, right? Like, it was the one thing that I was like, my dad probably like came out as the educated Jamey out of the family and the household and stuff. So he's like the one that everyone goes to for that advice. He's like, they call him Gandhi. Like, he doesn't see like it black or white. He just, he wants to see what the reasoning is and then base his decision off of that. So when he raised me, he's like, question everything, question it to the bottom till you feel like you got a satisfying answer for the question you've raised. Even And he's like, even if God comes down and tells you, like, this is black, question it until you feel like you've gotten an answer that you feel like satisfies 
what you're looking for. If you don't get it, then keep questioning it. It's okay. Like find someone else like, or just take them to the side. Like to me, it's always been that way. I've, and I've gone back and raised those questions with my family. And they're like, okay, wait, like this guy's, you know, it's checkmate at this point. Like they, they realize it's like, this is not going to go any further. We're, and it's like, I'm not going to go up to their level and they don't want to come down to mine. Like they, like there's a disparity in some of it, right? Like there's things that they've been raised with throughout their ages and they've experienced and seen a lot of different things that we will not see in our age, right? Like technology's changed the way we experience stuff and that's the reality of it. So like there are certain things that we have to accept. Like, hey, like you don't need to like give your kids like age old medicines. There's new things that'll work. But yes, the age old medicines in a way are good for them. But you're not going to be like, oh, I'm like my kid's bleeding and I'm just going to give them an age old medicine. I'm going to take them to the hospital, right? There's a difference in where you're going to make that decision. If it's just a light cough and stuff, maybe, okay, like I don't want to go through that trouble of going to the hospital in the U.S. right now. It's like, you're, it's just, it costs so much. Like maybe this might work. So it's like, you got to figure out where you want to give and take. And you got to have like family that's also willing to do that. There's a lot of families that are rigid and they're stuck on their ways and they don't know why. When you go back to that question of that why, right? Like it's always going back to that why's and digging in. Then once you get to a point where you catch them off guard, they don't want to have that conversation. With my family, it was different. They're willing to have the conversation. And when they realized they didn't have an answer, it's like, oh, no, this makes sense. Let's go with it your way. Like that, that was one of the things I've been raised with and not a, a lot of people have. So it's hard for them to go and see like, oh, why? Like you're going to question your dad? Like, yes, I am going to question my dad until I, I get to that point. That's the relationship I have. It's like, I'm not going to just question my dad. I'm going to question your dad too. <laughs> it's more about educating yourself to it. So what you've known, what you're going by. A lot of us are so stuck on the whole backward side. My my parents, though, on the other hand, was more about they realized what they've been through. So when they had us, it was like, we're not going to be that way. We're going to try to let them be that way. But in the end, it, it did come down to when it comes down to your kids being grown up. Their culture did come back and hit them because now they're like, oh, you're at this age. Now let's get you married. And whole, the whole trend. I think they tried, but then they also realized that they could only be so i guess outgoing or understanding to a certain point but the culture and their end of it still comes back it's still there i see how you're also perpetuating the new culture with your girls you teach them be be actually independent there's never a question of you know boys do this girls do that rakshaba that i think is beautiful you have entire programs on each other and, and so why is that important, right? You you guys dealt with it with your family. Now, why is it important that you're... Because I think is, isn't Raksha Bandhan just about bond? Does it bond have to be within between a brother and a sister? No. I think a lot of the bonds in yeah, Hinduism exactly. are like based off of the right. male. And I, I think it's, it's, it's just... It, so to me, it's like... It, yeah, it shouldn't be that way. And it's never been... A, like, I've seen like, yes, brother and sister, your cousins and stuff. But I've seen people that you're like, oh, this is someone that treat that I've resembles a sister has been treating me like a sister or... I've been a brother to them and I've had that. So like, if that can relationship can happen, then why can't it be amongst two sisters? And that, that's the same thing. We went back and questioned is like, Oh wait, you don't know. You make sense. It's like, that's okay. But it's like, these are two blood born sisters and they can't do it to each other. It's like, it's a trust. Just one is older than and younger. It doesn't mean like, the whole point of me is Raksha take care of each other. Raksha That's it. And that's, we try to teach them anything and everything. Like, I'm sure there'll be subtitles for the Gujarati part of it. Oh. Just... <laughs> we'll have that when we got to you guys. Uh, <laughs> right. 
So, you know, partnership, it, it's more than just romance, right? You know, it includes supporting each other's dreams. Fighting. Yes, of course. <laughs> Can you guys give me an example, maybe, of where you've had to support your partner, partner or give up a sacrifice or something just so you can help the other person? I'd let her answer that one. Because <laughs> I would say she's probably done more sacrificing than I have, honestly, because I am the one that's not willing to just sleep and just like, oh, this is time. Like, if I have the time and if someone's able to take care of some of those things, like, I am willing to go out and find another thing to do. Like, I've done accounting. I've done DJing. I, I will find another revenue stream or another place to just put my mind to because it's always working. And it cannot, like, stand still. I think that's just the way I've been raised. It's like, there's never a point where, like, oh, I can't make this into something that I want to do or take on as a passion or Maybe I want to find out more about, not even like, you know, just sit there and watch. Like, except for Sunday football days, like those are different when the Giants are playing. That's a whole different situation. That's where me and her kind of get to bond and stuff because she's been converted over to watch the Giants and stuff now. But like, I think she's been the one that's doing more of the sacrificing than me. I want to say more, maybe a little bit more than you do. But I want to say like way extreme. My main thing is like, I don't expect him to drop everything. And just do whatever I want to do. There's times when I, I feel like in the beginning, I would want to just be there where I was was at. Then I understood, okay, he's doing, like I said, as he's doing it for us, everything else. But then there's times where I feel like, you know, it, it's like family functions, right? And I get, you, I get it, you're DJ. And I, I get it, you, you go to a lot of weddings. I get it, you, you go to a lot of functions and things like that. But then when it comes to like family presence or just to be there, I want to be there with you. And there have been times, which, you know, I've went through where first question everyone typically ask is, where's your husband? Where's Jay? And then here I am sitting by myself. Everybody's having a slow dance with their partners, enjoying the time. And I think and I feel like that, I'm not big on the big things. For me, little things matter. You know, and those sometimes the little things like that is where I'm like, okay, you could kind of skip this one event and you could just come with me, you know? And then, but then in the end, I'm not going to force it. I'm going to leave it up to him. When he feels it's important for him to be there, he'll be there. But then in the end, it's like there are some times I wish he would just take an initiative to say, you know what? Obviously, she wouldn't bring it up because unless she wanted me to be there. Because there are a lot of events. I don't force him. I don't say anything. I don't even bother saying anything. All I say is I'm going here. I'm going to be there. So it, it, there are times. But then only in the end, I, I cannot say I have that much complaint towards him, you know, sacrificing for him to say I'm sacrificing a lot of time or I'm sacrificing him doing a lot of things that are but it's convenient like, for him on his end. But on the other side of it, moments. like it goes back to like, hey, your your husband's not a convenience store owner, right? Like if he owned a convenience store and he had to work the store, it would have been okay for him not to. I'm not just saying to you, I'm just saying overall, that's the expectation. Not, I just feel like that is just one idealistic that you're bringing up. Okay, maybe they're, they're doing but, something else on the weekend. But why that? Like, everybody has all the works, traveling, whatever. But, like, that that doesn't mean... Where I got that? Where did I that? Rewind. Go back to... I want you to... You know, basically, you ended saying, like... You know, sometimes on whatever, like, but you make it work and you can go to the next day. So then, right. Jay, what would your rebuttal be to that? Like, she's feeling like, oh, sometimes it's small things. I wish she was here to slow down and take me away. Now, how would you respond? So then we like do get to the weddings where those slow dances matter. It's like, and then it's 
a whole different experience because I'm there and I'm not just there to be there. I'm there mentally and everything because I know the thing is like I know the people that are around me are handling this issue because when you're in a certain type of business, especially weddings and stuff, and these are the events like when you see someone else, like even that minor thing that you would have done differently, like you're already like checked out, right? Like it's not something that you want to be there for at that point. So when you're there and you know that it's like, okay, you've, you're not passing up on anything, you're checked in, it's a whole different type of experience rather than just having a body there and having that person being there. So I think like that, that's where it changes. It's like, or yeah. And there's been times like where I've been to an event where I know that I could have been somewhere else and it's not been the best experience. So it's like, is this what you want? And it's like, no, I'd rather have you not be here at all. So there's been times where it's a give and take. But when we're there and it's all in, like, that's when, like, there's no holds barred. Then it's like, these are, like, grander moments that you're going to take back and remember. So I know we were joking about Google sponsoring this podcast. Sorry, But communication is vital. That's what you just mentioned, right? Like, that give and take, expressing how you feel to one another. So how do you and your partner keep the lines of communication open? Apart from Google Calendar, right? You're, you're, you're apart a lot of the times. How do you keep that communication open so that you're effectively understanding each other, supporting each other and your family? I mean, more just, you know, kind of like have one of those moments where you're just sitting, watching TV or just, just sitting and doing nothing, watching the kids play and then just say, hey, so what do you have going on this week? Or, oh, by the way, I have X, Y, Z. I might have something, but just giving you a heads up. You know, just having a random chat, just saying, how was your weekend? How was things going on? Yeah, I think we, we, we just find the time to chat, right? Yeah. Like that's, it's like, it can become so two dimensional when you're on your text messages and devices and stuff. So it's like there, we will do margarita nights. We've like COVID has really taught us that we've made like margarita nights a thing, like every single day at some point, right? I like we created a bar and we started doing, so it's like, there are times like, Hey, are you going to make a margarita? And like, that's when, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's just time to talk. And like, whether it's her or me, it, like it could be her on Tuesday and me on Wednesday. And then we can get a phone call from someone else. Like, Hey, this is the next day. Let's we'll find reasons. We'll find excuses. But once we get into like, okay, this is the time to just let's kick back, let the kids be on their own, do the, let put them on auto drive and we'll talk. And it might be after the second margarita where the talks become real, but that's what you have to do sometimes. It's just like that's how you open up the conversation. Or it's like it's a really nice day outside. We're sitting outside kicking it. And I don't like doing this very often because I have allergies too. So it's like there's very few days that I'll find like I want to be outside. It's really nice. Let's just sit and walk or whatever. Stand outside if it is and just catching that cold breeze and we're having a conversation. I think that's also where um... – I know the day is he's tired. I know the day he needs a break. And do I really want to bring up all the stuff that happened? Like, no. I know he needs to know what's going on, you know? And it's just about us. I'm sure you have a kid too. He doesn't tell me everything all at once. He comes back. So I guess the best thing about us is that he know I'm tired most of the time, but I think he knows that when, when he should bring up a topic. I'm like, well, when I should bring up a topic too. So when he comes back from a gig, I'm sure he has a lot to tell me. And I'm interested to know too. But for him to walk into the chaos or wait for the moment to calm things down. Like he said, we have a margaritas for our favorite show. Once we mellow down and we just start telling each other what really happened. It's just about filling each other in, right? I'd rather hear from him and he'd rather hear from me. And I think that's the best thing. And there's times where I'm like, I can't keep things inside of me. So it's easy for me to say, hey, when you get back, when you get a chance, I got to talk. 
So whenever, even if he's in a gig or whatnot, like he'll take a break and give me a quick call and I'll just say, this is what's going on in my head. This will happen and I'm good. Glad one of you to know. And then he'll give me his advice. He'll calm me down. There's times sometimes I've been stressful and I'll tell him, but he'll come back and make it seem like, this is what you're worried about, you know? Um, and I think that's the best thing, you know? Yeah, who doesn't have that moment? We'll have our fights too. We don't talk to each other for two, three days, but in the end, we He's know. So <laughs> You know, we need to talk it out, you know, and who, who, who hates, or who, who loves to be, you know, in that predicament to having that situation. So the best thing about it is if I know I'm fighting with him and he knows he's fighting with me, but in the end, two, three days, give each other some time and back to normal. But that's what it is. You just don't walk away from it. Right? You know, just don't go back with the whole ultimatum, oh, I'm done, I'm leaving you. Because I told him, you're not going nowhere. <laughs> Yes, no, that's a reality it. check right like it's at the end of it it's like <laughs> you're <bite. laughs> done i think a lot of people just see that as like a escape plan right or an exit route or like i always have like oh this is normal now it's like if you're gonna get into something man just get into it right Why like i invested my time in you <laughs> we're not going i've started to shape that diamond right like i don't want someone else to go and take that diamond away right like, you've taken that coal and made it into a diamond like you're not gonna let someone both ways whether they, they see it in themselves or not. Like, we've both kind of shaped each other and started chiseling off that coal. And it's like, all right, at this point, it's like, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to see the diamond. I'm not going to try to, some, like, like let someone walk away with it, right? Like, it's just not, it's not fair. Like, you put in that time for a reason. So it's like, the little things that you're going to see in life, there's, and there's a, a lot of things that come up. There might be the smallest things, depending on your personality, or it could be a really big thing. And I'm not saying like that, like everyone takes it the same way, but there could be some cataclysmic stuff that can go on in your life. But it's like, if you have that bond and you have that rhythm and if you have that synchronicity, like you'll find your way past it. It might not be two, three days of not talking. It might be a week, but get past it. Let it, let, let it settle down. See how that works out for you. Don't be the first, like, don't make that decision in haste. Cause like you're spending like five years with the person, you're going to spoil it over like four weeks. Like, Hey, it's just time. You've done this, like you've done summer vacations from school and you've gotten back to the same rhythm again, right? Like it's not stopping you because it's like, oh, I needed my education. Then this is your life that you're talking about because it'll change the way you're going to do things future on and how people perceive you too. So like if it's like things about re relationships and stuff, there's ups and downs all the time. It's a roller coaster ride. There's never just a one-way ride. It's just like the stock market, just like the economy, just like life. COVID came and put everyone on their asses. Right. Like it, like when they said that you had to spend time with each other, they were not joking during COVID. It's like till life do us part. Like you were praying. It's like, I want to catch COVID and get a two week break at this point. Like that's what you wanted. But it's like, if you can get through those kind of things, then everything else is like, it's small. Like it's, it's not even gonna like, it's not gonna, it's a flinch. Like you'll walk by and like, Hey, I can't believe I was dealing with that shit. So, I mean, overall, I know this podcast is for other people to also see and learn and stuff. So I'm going to tell them, like, don't let the things like you feel like they're not something that you can get past. Give it another day. And when you get to that day, like, give it another one. It might take like then you'll find out where your pace is at. If it doesn't make it at that point, then, yes, then you start thinking about what you want to do. But give it that time, like where you can really deal with it and really put yourself through that. Like, it, it's worth it. Don't be hasty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Jay Folly, you guys have been such a pleasure. I've been laughing the entire time on the side of the camera. Before we go, I am going to ask you for your parting thoughts of wisdom, but I'm going to do a fun game, popcorn, rapid fire stuff. Oh, God. Just because it's So, first question to you guys What is your pet peeve about the other person? In a bad way or a good way? <laughs> they just don't get small. They're like, God, ah, that's being nuts. Oh, that one thing that she does. With, no. We're not talking about those things. That's okay. not <laughs> Damn it. We'll save that for the next version. Exactly. Season two, guys. Tune in. I I w- <laughs> what is it? I want to hear this. <laughs> What's your view of So, I, all right, go ahead. You go first. I'll think about mine in the meantime. There's a few, but. It's very really small, like, like little things. Mainly is when, when I'm saying, Something so stern, like, okay, don't do this, my kids. He has to come back and be the opposite. I said, like, really? And then when he's being a certain way, and I'm like, no, you don't need to be that way. So those kind of other things, like, can we not be like together? But it's okay. I think that's only. It's always fun that yeah. way. <laughs> I get to be the kid. I get to be the kid when the yeah, kids are getting in trouble. Like, hey. <laughs> so for me, I would say it's just that that part of it, like that understanding and the acceptance. Like, I am a kid at heart. Like, I am not the one that, like, I am a Batman, diehard Batman fan. I will watch Batman cartoons and videos and shows and games. I will dedicate my whole weekend to playing a Batman game sometimes when it comes out. And she's understanding that. Like, hey, he's just getting through. Like, she won't even try to have anything going on. It's like, this guy's not going to be checking out. Like, he's not going to be talking. Like, like, even after she goes to sleep, I'll be up going back and trying to finish the rest of that level. So she understands that. But then when the time, like, when that game's done, like, I'm back to normal. Like video games are not a big thing to me at that point, but she understands that part of me. It's like she will plan around that. Like, hey, like there's a Batman movie coming out. Like, I'm not trying to have anything going on at this time. That's one of the pet peeves. Like, she understands that I am a kid. So you wish that she didn't know you so well. No, it's like that's one of the things. <laughs> in an alternate universe, speaking of Batman, in an alternate wonderful. universe, if you were not married and, and having a family living your life that you're now, what would you be doing? Me, uh, I don't know. You know, I was at the point where, like, uh, it's funny how I met him and how I felt about him. And it's just funny. I never believed in first love at first sight type of thing, and I did fall in love first for love at first sight. So I don't, I don't know. I don't. I would never believe in marriages like that. Like, I think I would be one of those girls who my parents probably end up taking me to India and get me married or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but also, so I get everything out. Like, what would you be doing if you? We're in an alternate universe. Like, I think I'll just be living my life because I, I have older sister and be married. But she wasn't and there either in the alternate universe. Come on, what would you be? You you be doing? Me? Okay, forget about alternate. I just I would just want to be by the beach, make my own rules, make my own schedule. No kids, of course. You know, not that I don't know my kids, but just do me. Yeah. That's it. Jack, what would you do? I'd probably be Batman somewhere. Whoa. It's not like like that sense of it, but like giving back, right? Like that whole thing of like, and till this day, like microfinancing, like how can I give back to the community? Like I want to do stuff. Like if I can put it into good use, like I do that. Like if the co- like that's just one of those things. Like I want to give back. Like that's every part of me. It's like even with the weddings and stuff that we do, we look for those couples that can't afford to have certain things. Like we want to give it back. And we'll find ways to do it. Like whether it's just like, oh, okay, let's cut down our prices or maybe we won't charge because 
no charging for some reason is not a thing that's accepted by people because people think that, that they're getting scammed now. So it's like, all right, we'll take it, but then let's kick it up to that grand tour level that we wouldn't like would expect to get paid for. And then it's just those things. Like you start making community around you better is what starts giving back. It's that paid forward concept that I always, I think I would try to push that as much as I can. If I, if I had the, the capacity to do Communities it. are buzzword. Yeah. I feel you on that. All right. Last rapid fire question. Jay, you can start. Hollywood or Bollywood? Bollywood. For sure. I, I, I like, now they're getting up to that level. I think I'm a South, I'm a, I would say Tollywood because KGF is like my thing now. Like, KGF one and two, I follow Rocky a hardcore. That is like I would be that guy in the alternate universe if I could. Like I, I would love to be it. Like Bushpa, Bahubali, all of those like are at the top of the charts. Forget Kuch Kuchwata and all that stuff, because like there's 15 other movies that are made the same way about family values and stuff. And I've never seen one of those transpire in any of the Indian serials. So I think Tollywood's got it down. Yeah. I'm a Bollywood fan. I just love the whole family-oriented, you know, even though it's a little bit old dramatic, but it's still in the end, it's just all about love. Like, just I'm, I'm just all about family, the whole, uh, you know, the ah uh, moment when you meet somebody. <laughs> or even, like, the matchmakers, like, we have one right here sitting in front of us. <laughs> you know, just to get that, it's just amazing. I, I think overall, Bollywood has that action, love, everything, all of it. I can't, I don't know. I don't have words to describe it. But it's Bobby, me. That's what you're talking about. Yes. And I, he gave me the ah moment when he walked in there with his, you know, little sweater jack going down with the bottle on his hand. And the earring. Don't forget yes, the, the, the shirt. Yes. Just like the movie. And that's it. It just. The shirt, the ja- the sweater was half off. It was not like typical movies. It was, it was not one of those. Well, things. Body, when we <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. Kinda I would not do that. That that wouldn't have been working for you, okay? okay it wouldn't have worked for me, you're right? Because the, the guys I saw were forget. No. The only reason you stood out was you look more Americanized, you know, like half mixed in whatever. Yeah. And I had hair, guys, for the group. Yes, <laughs> well, Jay, Holly, uh, again, it's been an amazing conversation, but I just want to uh, ask you guys to leave our listeners with this one piece of advice, right? Or words of wisdom. For people out there who are seeking love or considering taking a relationship to the next level, based on your experiences and everything you've shared with us today, what are your last words of wisdom? Like I said, it's like if you're thinking that the next day is all you've had to give, give it another day and just push through it. Like the time that you've put in is not worth the time that you're going to take out of it. So if you've like, if you felt that one spark or that connection at some point, like it's something that you had a deeper connection with than what you're seeing on the outside. And there's a lot of things that you have to cut away with, whether it's the culture, the family, the upbringing, the past history, all of that stuff that you're seeing in front of you is not the person that you're really connecting with. Try to find ways to chisel away at it. Like get into that person that you've really felt that connect. It's not that easy for two people to come into a point like, Oh, we want to marry each other. And then like two months later, we're like, Oh, this isn't working. There's a reason that you guys connected. And if you believe in that part of it, then you're, you're going to take it a lot further. You'll get through a lot more, not with just between like your personal life, but overall with the world. And I would say that, um, not each day is it. Kind of second what he said, but also, um, it's just, there's more to it than the ideal. Don't, don't go in there with this, uh, um, concept of the, perf- the person being the perfect person. 
you have flaws, he's going to have flaws. Just give it time, give your best to communicate, you know, and just, just have patience. Patience is a key, right? Because in the end, it's okay, it's lost train of thought. I'll start again. Main thing is to have patience. Have patience and understand that not each day is the same. Once you understand that concept, you can get through it. And also, second thing I would say is do not ever go to bed and do not ever go to sleep angry in separate beds. Bang it up. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys. Jay, <laughs> where can everybody follow you if they want to learn more about your DJ uh, business and endeavors? So you can follow us or find us at DJ Riz ENT. Or djriesent.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Love Marriage, a single to Shadi podcast. If you or anyone you know has a love story they would like to share with us, you can reach out to us at podcast at single to Shadi.com. If you liked what you heard today and want more of the same content, please like, rate, and leave a review of our show on your podcast platform of choice, or take a screenshot, tag us, and share it on your social media. More of a visual person? Find us on YouTube as well. If you want to find out more about Single to Shadi and how to work with our community of South Asian singles who are marriage-minded, you can find us on all the social media platforms at Single to Shadi. Thanks again for listening. And remember, we are not your parents' matchmaker.